Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? Thank you for tuning in. I am uh, JD, the uh, host and and founder of uh, Southpaw. Man, I'm struggling. Hey, Southpaw, we're just tell us from the bar store. Hi. We're I'm a podcast, and I'm his hot and funny wife, Kat. Welcome. Man, if that's how it is out of the gate, this is just, this is, welcome to the shit show. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, welcome. Thank you. We're doing an, an, an odd show on a Wednesday. Normally we're on Tuesdays. If you follow us, you know that. Um, our son had his Christmas pageant last night, and boy, was that entertaining. He dances. Our kid. Did he sing? I think he sang like five words in the entire 20 minutes but of song. But he danced the but entire time. But he was like time. this the whole time. He flossed. He dabbed. Yeah. He did a swirly thing with his hips, with his pockets out. It was entertaining. Yeah, we we it, it was like everybody's laughing at this crazy kid on stage. It was our kid. And it was our kid. I'm like, that's cat that came from your jeans mind <laughs> but thank you for tuning in um tonight we're going to be doing just because we had such a huge demand to, to bring it back yes. is the weird and strange news from uh, all over the world yeah and uh so we're going to do that again tonight um if you do want to comment you want to join in uh please go to uh streamyard.com slash facebook and we have a facebook user who has not gone to streamyard.com therefore you get a funny nickname that's for Monday. <gasps> Hello, Flamanda. Hi, Flamanda. And he says, and here we go with the homo. Well, there you go, Flamanda. Oh, I thought that was hummus, like that stuff that you eat. No. <laughs> so uh, before we get into uh, to, uh, all the crazy news stories from around the world, we're going to do a tonight's drink. I'm not going to make it on the air. I actually pre-made it just because it was a frozen drink. Um, we did a frozen strawberry daiquiri. Um, I actually won awards for my daiquiris in the past. Not to toot my own horn. What? Toot toot. Uh, what? What awards would that be? Dude, when there was daiquiri contest. Okay. And I won. <laughs> Fuck. They're pretty damn good. So and and I don't do much different than a lot of everybody who uses. You know, anybody who makes decent daiquiris will use fresh or frozen strawberries. Anyone who puree. makes decent. Um. Everybody uses ice. You're gonna use your rum. You can use whatever rum you have. I think we had the the cruzon. We had cruisins or cruisons, uh, uh, aged light rum. But I use key lime juice, not just any lime juice. I don't use sweet and sour. I actually use key lime juice in mine. Stop and shaking then, the table. You're moving I know, the it's camera. Weird. Oh my god! Um, and but, then the last thing that you want to do is, or I do, that makes mine different is I actually woo. put some whipped cream inside of it. Cool whip. Whipped cream uh, <laughs> while you're blending it. And that's the kind of what, what just I give that little <laughs> added pizzazz. So I'm going to pour these real quick. If you want to get started on the sponsor, he puts the ass in pizzazz. <laughs> yeah. I will get started while he does that. So, first, we have 5x5 five five Brewing Company, Battleborn, Texas made veteran brewing company based in Mission, Texas, co founded by Army vet George Rice with beers like the 40 Mike Mike Stout. Burnett Bombshell and the Foo Bar. It's no surprise this brewery is taking over the Texas market from the valley to the coastal bend. Ask your local bar, restaurant, or grocer to start carrying 5 by 5 Brewing Company today. You can see them at 5x5brewing.com, facebook.com forward slash 5x5brewing. You can call them 956-445-5421 or, or you can email them at info at 5x5brewing.com. You want to do that? Here, you could go ahead and do that. I will move on to the next sponsor like a gosh darn professional I fucking am. 
It's the Legion of Loan Officers, founded by Air Force Security <laughs> Forces veteran Nick Carpenter. The Legion of Loan Officers is America's mastermind for smart mortgage professionals, where you learn to attract 10 realtors you love working with. Get your free copy of Nick's book, The Loan Officer Strategy Guide, at loanofficerstrategyguide.com. Just pay a small shipping and handling fee. Or go to facebook.com forward slash Legion of Loan Officers forward slash. Hey, that's that is good. the most disturbing ad, <laughs> ad voice I've ever really? heard. It's disturbing. So, uh, what's what you get your? Uh, it's disturbing. Daiquiri. It was just it was really. Just, How about yeah. this? Stop. O M O G construction. Hey, hey, hold your tits. Hold your tits. Uh, so, w- once you get your daiquiris, if you're making them fresh and you pour it in, you're gonna top it off with a little bit of whipped cream. You're gonna garnish it with a little bit of lime and uh, fresh strawberry. Not just for the looks, but it's actually the aromas help you taste more. So you definitely want to go fresh for that. Um, don't don't go cheap on me, fuckers. Do the lime. Do the strawberry. Yeah, come on, Dotson. Yeah. All right. Can I do the next one in funny voice, too? Come on. This is this Fucking is do it. Send right. it. We'll OMOG Construction. Marine Vets. <laughs> Stop laughing. Seth Knox and Matt Anderson. General contractor serving the greater Houston, Texas area with a focus on concrete. No job too big or too small for residential. This is what our sponsors pay us for. An industrial foundation of pads. OMOG Construction has you covered. That's at OMOGCO.com. Facebook.com forward slash OMOG or Instagram OMOGCO. And that stands for a one Mexican, a one a wedo. Better? Okay. So um, OMOG Construction <laughs> does way better concrete work than we do ad space. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> I don't get paid to do this. All right. <clears throat> All righty. So, uh, <laughs> Pledge pin. All right, are you going to do the next one? Or you want I'll me to the next keep couple. doing them? So, I can think of crazy other voices. No, we're going to knock this out and go to the. the <laughs> you show. better get it so, before uh, I do it. Our next sponsor is the Veteran Talk Show, founded by uh, Ryan Smeltz. He, uh, a, a soldier, an airman, and a marine walk into a room. The Veteran Talk Show is the punchline. The veteran Talk Show is more about the veterans on the show than the ones who watch it. An unorthodox version of therapy. They talk about <laughs> things with each other they've never told anyone else. At least until now, working to support sexual harassment victims, assault prevention, and stopping veteran suicide, they maintain a resources page on the website, including Richard Coffin's cook brain book. Freeze! Stop! I'm trying to read. I got a brain freeze. They pay. They pay minimal money for this. They <laughs> they, they pay me in. Get in your five dollars worth, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jesus, rewind. Yeah, they'll fix this in post. Don't worry, guys. It's not live Please, or anything. Please, for the love of God, don't fix this in post-production. Yeah. So, so yeah, you uh, they keep a, a... They maintain a resources page on the website, including Richard Kaufman's book, A Hero's Journey. Come and watch the organized chaos at veterantalkshow.com, facebook.com slash veterantalkshow. And, uh, yeah, good shit. And uh, for the record, Ryan Smeltz stands while he wipes his ass. Can't, he's a standard wiper. He's a standard wiper. Really All right, moving is. on to the, the last one is Pirates Coast Realty Group with Wendy Johnson. If you're buying, selling, or leasing in the Texas Coastal Bend, give Wendy, that pirate girl, a call, and she will find your treasure. Whether you're looking for your dream home on the beach or a buccaneer to buy your empty crow's nest, Pirates Coast Realty Group gets you the gold. You can find them at facebook.com slash thatpirategirl. Email her directly at thatpirategirl247 at gmail.com or call her during business hours at 361-205-2048. We got through that fucking part. So uh, welcome to the show. Um, 
Like I said, tonight is going to oh, be no. round two of uh, weird and strange global news. And Mine's we're joining. So what do you think? What do you think about your uh, daiquiri there? It's, it's already ha- fucking gone. It's half gone. I'm going to top myself off before I start uh, talking more. Oh, yeah. Y'all got to stick around for about a half hour for this uh, daiquiri Ooh. to kick in because she fucking drank it. Dude, are you going to fucking save Manny? I mean, I've taken like two sips and you're on your second one. And these are uh, less talky, more drinky. <laughs> hey, we, we kind of run a show where we have to talky. <laughs> mm. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You have to go back. Look, you're a damn professional. You got to turn this one off. Make sure the ticker tape is on. Okay, now we can go to comments. Whatever. Hi. Hi, Mark. Hi, Frank. Hi, Famunda. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, let's just go right into it. What, what are y'all drinking? Go ahead and put it up there. Yeah, put in the comments what you're drinking. If you do want to comment, go to uh, streamyard.com slash Facebook. Give them permission to see your name. Please. They don't get to see anything else on your Facebook. Actually, they probably do. Or we'll come they... up with a new and fun nickname for everybody. So tonight we're going to be doing um, just odd and strange news stories. Um, some yes. of them more odd than others. The first one I want to talk about, it's not really an odd one. It's just something I found really intriguing. Is there's a uh, There is a company that keeps up with the cost of the 12 items that are mentioned in the 12 days of Christmas. So if you were to buy everything from the song, Uh you know, five golden wings, four mockingbirds, the whole thing. All right. And, and they keep, they adjust for inflation and all this crazy shit. Like they actually keep tabs. But so if you wanted to go and buy your love, every gift mentioned in the, in the song, the 12 days of Christmas, got it. It would cost you, Roughly $41,206. What? Um, as opposed to in 2019, where it was $38,994. Um, wow. I thought it'd be way more than that. The leopard sleeping alone would, I thought would be. You know who doesn't like leopards leaking? Leaking? Yeah, leaping. <laughs> that bitch Carol Baskins. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, That's funny. No, but... uh. uh just the two turtle doves alone would cost you 450 bucks. Damn! Turtle doves are fucking expensive. Um, eight maids of milking, though, is an affordable $58. Maids of... Right. According to uh, the, the labor standards. Can I Google that? Maids of... How to buy maids of milking. You need to pay them by the hour. Hi, mom and dad. Shit. No, I have to behave myself. <laughs> no, you don't. So, yeah, being, being the Christmas... Uh, uh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my brain is not yeah, working. No, no. I've been working nights. I'm transitioning back and to days right now. He's talking about watching the margarita or the daiquiris hit me. This guy hasn't even drank yet. Oh, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna, gonna be awesome. It's gonna be off the chain. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, I just thought it would be really cool to bring that up during the Christmas time. What the actual <laughs> Look, twelve days Mark, of Christmas would Mark, cost you? It's leopards leaping or it's lepers leaping. We know it's Lords a leaping. We like it the other way. Leave us the fuck alone. Lepers. Damn. Lepers leaping. Lepers sleeping. No, lepers like leaving lepers. little body parts behind yeah. as they jump. That would be exactly. Great. It's just fun. I want to see that on TikTok. Was that your fun fact or something? Yeah, that was just a that was just a fun thing I wanted to do. What what's your first news? Story? I have a festive one. <laughs> so there is a reindeer wanted for burglary. 
So in New Hampshire, there was a school that was broken into. A couple saw like lots of mayhem going on, called the cops. There was a 10-point buck inside the school causing lots of damage. They tried to reprimand it and it took off and broke through a window and and like wait you said they tried to reprimand like Like, hey no they tried to like get a hold of it they were trying to like hey shut up you're coming saturday school (laughs) they were trying to get it and uh it took off through a window went down like their main street which is called maple street and the cop in pursuit said the funniest part about it was from from the back he could hear someone yell i dasher (laughs) he was like dying laughing but they actually want so they while they were investigating the school, they found a five point antler on the ground and they sent it for DNA testing. And I was like, what the fuck? Turns out this reindeer is wanted to because they think he's a part of like an organized crime group that I guess there's multiple towns in the area that have had deer or reindeer breaking into various businesses. Like there was an auto shop uh, 10, 15 minutes down the road from Wait. where this happened. There was an auto shop that was broken into and that was a reindeer. So there's just a bunch of freaking wait, wait, reindeer, wait. a part of a, and they even put it organized crime group. That's what they're calling it. I am not drunk enough <laughs> for that to make sense. Like how the fuck I don't know. No. do reindeer have an organized crime? I mean, do, do you want to know the do best? They, do you want to know the best part? Do they plan at the misfit of Island? Do you want to know the best children? part? Do you want to know the best part? What? 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 The cops released a sketch <clears throat> of the criminal. <laughs> it looked like a fucking deer. And he's wanted. So he there's wanted posters of a fucking reindeer all over New Hampshire. I think it's amazing. See, and that's why <laughs> nobody takes New Hampshire seriously as a state. I know. It's real funny, though. But it's like, all right. So there's been multiple break-ins, all that are flipping reindeer. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> it's so funny. The amount of man hours and, and resources hired... that that county and state DNA testing sketch artists like this is amazing it. to me. Did you know that they even are you took... sure that this isn't satire? It's, no, it's real. It's a real story. I looked it up. Um, and they also did imprints. They did prints of the ranger hooves. This huh. has to be set. Like it's real. They are like even if it's a real story, they have to look be doing it as satire. I mean, there's know, just like look up Gosstown. That's where the auto repair shop was. G O F F S T O W N. Yes, uh, I don't remember the town where. Uh, oh, it's like uh, it starts with the B. Um, it starts with the B. It's like oh, that that narrows it down. Ah, shut the fuck up. Maybe I have a picture. But yeah, the I can't remember where the school was, but yes, the auto repair shop that was broken into was in Gosstown, New Hampshire. Let me see. Maybe I have it here. I see. Like I thought you were leading at one point I figured no. you were leading into when you started oh, going with the uh, organized crime thing like maybe Yes. Hold on. Maybe humans were using the deer. Barnstead or Barnstead, B R N B A R N S T A D. Look at it. S-T-E-A-D. Yeah, I don't know. B-A-R-N-S-T-E-A-D. I closed it out. I was like trying to remember it. So anyway, so apparently this is the thing. So there we go. Well, since we got a story in the Northeast, I'll do a story in the Northeast. Super. Hit me. Think. Oh, um, Ruddy Whip 
by the by the way, it makes a keto friendly. It's sugar free. It's um, keto friendly. It's just whipped cream now. Straight up, and it tastes cream. as good as a good shit. It's good. It's just straight up cream. They just leave the sugar out. It's not needed. So uh, uh, another Northeast news story is give it, give it to me. There is a marijuana dispensary in Massachusetts that wanted to get in the Guinness Book of World Records, so they cooked the largest pot brownie. And not only was it Fun. the largest pot brownie, it was the largest brownie ever. Fun. Smashing the previous record. The previous record was 234 pounds. Go fuck yourself, Mark. And Go on. <laughs> the previous brownie record was 234 pounds. This dispensary baked an 850 pound brownie. Holy mother fuck. It's more than double what the previous world record was. <laughs> Gene put started out with bullying Rudolph and progressed to organized crime. <laughs> Makes sense. It's really funny. Sorry, pot brownie over eight hundred pounds. Yeah, so it's so more than doubled the world record. But oh my god, that's awesome. However, comma sad face, they don't get to go into uh, Guinness Book of World Records. Why? Because Guinness refuses to put anything in there that is marijuana related. I actually have a Guinness record on my list. So yeah, it sucks, but yeah, it was like they they put in all they they put in all the the, the work. They legitimately smash a record by more than double and I'm sure they smashed uh that brownie after they were high as fuck. Probably but yeah, they don't. They That's don't so get the. Rude. They don't That's get the legal so recognition. Rude. That's, I think they should. Fuck we you, Guinness. We should petition Guinness and include the pot brownie because that sucks. You hit the table and the camera's all wow. I know. I'm so sorry. You did it too. Okay, you want to hear my Guinness World Record? There was a guy on a motorized unicycle who broke the Guinness Book World Records, but he actually already had the record. So he had the record at like almost 18 miles. On a unicycle, juggling while riding a motorized unicycle. So he did have it. It was like 17.8 miles because that's as long as his battery would last. Well, then a company revamped a, a motorized unicycle specifically for him to break that record. And he went 35 miles on a unicycle, juggling 35 miles. So that's his world record now. 35 miles. Get the crazy it, thing about it is nobody held a record for that before. He did. He had the... No, even before he set the oh. first world record. Well, who the fuck is like, you know what? I'm going to go down the road for miles and miles juggling on my motorized unicycle. <laughs> you know, there's some people that just want to be famous. They'll do whatever it takes. But did you notice that he didn't write his name down? That's not important. <laughs> Dude, it's not important. You're not that important. It's just stupid. Hey, fun fact. I'm going to get this book of world records. You know yes, this. you are. Uh, Didn't you already bring this up? You no, we've never up? talked about this on the show so before. Weird. Um, when Kat was in college, she went to a, a college in Tyler, which is in East Texas. Um, of course, correct. I was there with her. I was working. Um, he was there, not in college, mm, but he was there. I was working for a, co a company that did granite countertops, shower walls, whatever, anything granite, anything. marble, whatever. But all the lay that shit out. all the local builders got together and decided that they wanted to smash the world record on the fastest um, built home. How many? How many times have you said smash already? Six. Smash. Three, four, five, Hulk smash. Seven, seven, eight. Hey, smash that like button. Nine. <laughs> but <laughs> but they, um, 
the 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 world record prior was like six hours or something to build a house from the time like that includes pouring concrete everything and it had to be move in ready which is taped floated painted roof landscape the whole nine yep like when they were done they should be able to put furniture inside and it's livable mm-hmm. um we did it in two hours and 53 minutes yeah the concrete that they used uh, with self-leveling, you could walk on it within seven minutes of it being poured and you can set walls within 11 minutes. Yeah. So, they had a lot of the walls already kind of put together. So. No, they were building them on the sides. Well, yeah. As they were pouring as the concrete, yeah, but still. And they built the roof they separately the, and then had a, ch- and a, a crane lift it and put it on once the framing was done. So it was yeah. an amazing uh, uh, thing to see, especially the the logistics, how everything came together. So yeah. it was fun. We had a big old party afterwards. We sat on the biggest swing in the world, which was um, fun. We, had, we ate food yeah. off of the largest griddle in the world because the guy that that financed all this stuff is just a, a world record junkie, and he has all of them. And he's loaded. So yeah, sorry. all kinds. Nobody. Awesome. Are you ready for my next one? Oh no, no, you get to do one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, cool, 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 cool. I can't do it that fast. Cool, 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 there cool, cool. you go. That's cool. So, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm going to really try to get through this one without breaking down laughing before I get to the punchline so many times. It's just, Oh, there's a punchline? <laughs> the whole fucking story is a punchline, but... Your mom's a punchline. Right. Saudi Arabia. Yes. Yeah. Heard of it. Okay. little background. Saudi Arabia's unemployment rate is 98% because they're so fucking oil rich that nobody works. They also have thousands and thousands of quote-unquote princes because... You know, that's just how they are there. Um, Crown prince versus just a regular prince are different, but they have everybody's fucking royalty there for some reason, which leads into a lot of of the money here. I I sent one of those guys money because this was tied up in a trust. So there is, there is a competition there and I'll get into what the competition is in a second. Mm -hmm. The grand prize is $66 million. $66 $66 million. Hmm. I don't even now, care what the competition is. I'm in. Anybody that's ever deployed is really going to appreciate this one because it's going to help justify all the stereotypes that you were, that you told and you were told. And But they had a camel beauty contest. Yeah. There was a camel beauty. But wait, that is not the whole fucking story. 43 animals have been disqualified from the beauty contest. For what? Botox treatments, facelifts. Shut the fuck up. And other cosmetic procedures. On camels. On camels. On, on yeah. a camel, like so, camels. I'm pretty sure that if we were to connect the dots by calling them dirty camel fuckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're canceled. But wow, that yeah, the, you shouldn't say that. That's just terrible. But this supports no this is supporting evidence. No, still terrible. If you got if you gave a, a camel Botox, a facelift, and other cosmetic procedures, you know for a fact you're giving it the dang. You don't know that. There are so many people that take their dogs to dog shows and they do some crazy ass shit to their damn dogs. They're not banging them that I know of. Hey, it, it's your dog. But if it's your dog, it's not cheating. But they were doing uh, hormone injections. Um, oh, my God. That is so but weird. It's, but it's just crazy. Though. I mean, number one, the fact that there's a camel beauty contest. like Yeah, 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 yeah. That that in and of itself. I mean, am I surprised? No. The fact that they're giving them cosmetic surgeries is 
interesting. It's like I can just imagine like the 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 talent portion and then Parson? yeah, I cannot fucking talk today. The the, the 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 talent portion, the nightgown portion, or they don't have that. What's the talent portion? <laughs> ah. <laughs> She's good. She's real good. <laughs> Damn it, you beautiful bitch, you win. As uh, you know, they they uh they base they based it on the uh, the shapes of their heads. Oh, wait a minute, I was about to say, humps. what about their humps? Yeah, I was about to say maybe they got implants in their humps. The, oh, hump implants. They're uh-huh. lovely lady They're moves. Lovely lady. <laughs> uh, oh my, oh my god. Mark says, Do you see the tits on that camel? <laughs> <laughs> She's got some real lumps, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, Jean says, Gives Sally the camel has two humps a whole new meeting. Well, it says, Look at Mark's. Sa- Saudi- Mark with a K is a Saudi's top model camel edition. Wow. Oh my god. Love it though. Love it. Real funny. So, should I go to the place that's close to yours, or should I just go to my next favorite? Uh, do whatever you want. All right. So, this kind of hits close to home, because once upon a time, we were uh, stranded in a bar because of a hurricane. Uh, 60 people got stranded in a British pub in November for three nights. So they this uh, is the Britain's highest pub by altitude. Uh, it's seventeen hundred and thirty-two feet above sea level. You're not even paying attention. Get off your fucking phone and listen. I am paying attention. Uh huh. So there's three roads that lead to this pub. Two of which were covered uh, by the snowdrift. They couldn't get through. The other one was from downed power lines. So. The power lines didn't affect them. Uh, they still had power. And they, the bar owner said that. So everyone went for this Oasis cover band. Their name. <laughs> no, no, no. It gets better. The name of the Oasis cover band. No Oasis. Brilliant. Brilliant. No Oasis. So everyone went for this British cover band. That's why there were so many people there. <laughs> they get snowed in. Uh, yeah, for three days, uh, one person had to get, uh, halo flighted out, like a evac'd out. Of course, in Britain, it's not halo there, but you know what I mean? They got, yeah. uh, rescue evac'd out because he needed dialysis. <laughs> the rest of them, they just fucking left there. They'll be fine. And every, and this is, I quote, this is the owner's quote. They're all in good spirits. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah fucking said that and i was that's like that's funny oh my god this guy i'm like all right oh. so so yeah three three days everyone was fine they had enough food and drinks to last them and he said everyone had a grand old time those three days and then no oasis just to kept it rolling well it's funny like okay so cat and i did not talk to each other about which uh news stories we found no because we we like to react you know real time the same time that y'all react um and I have a snow in story as well. <laughs> and it's um in Copenhagen, Denmark. There was um let's see here. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to read it kind of as I go. Uh in northern Denmark, an IKEA uh showroom turned into a vast bedroom. Six customers and about two dozen employees were stranded by a snowstorm <laughs> and had to stay at the store. At an IKEA? Yeah. So I want no the story does not say it, but I want to know if they had to put I, the shit together. I was they were they were there for three days. The first day was a re- was assembling their own furniture. 
the, the next first day days. was Googling the instructions <laughs> to figure out how the No, the first day was to find an Allen wrench because that's what puts everything together in those damn places is an Allen wrench. Like, we're in an Ikea store with no Allen wrench. We're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's um, funny. uh, yeah, they, they slept in the furniture expo- expositions on the showroom floor. Uh, there's bed, mattresses, sofas, etc. Um, Oh, I've so uh, many. Let's see, where is it at? I don't know. Where is it at? Okay, so I guess that was all of that story. Okay. Oh, thanks for that. That was a nice segue. Thank you. That was yeah. That was a great segue. (laughs) Mark said it took them three days to put the first bed together. Yeah. (laughs) And and I've said it before on the show, and I'm standing firm in in this opinion. But fuck IKEA. Oh, sad face. Well, I don't think I've ever even bought anything. I, I don't want to Ikea one. I time. just don't want to pay top dollar to put shit together myself. You know, if, that's like going to Fuddruckers. You're paying four times as much as any other burger place to cook your own shit. All right. Pick a number between one and nine because I don't have a segue from C. yours to mine. That is not a number. C. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> One, uh, six. Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so this goes back to yeah. So in I, uh, I'm gonna pronounce this wrong. So y'all go fuck yourselves in advance. <laughs> K K Oswan, Egypt. So they had a crazy amount of storms hit back to back. There was um, torrential downpours, dust storms. And snow that hits in Egypt, and it led to venomous scorpions and venomous snakes coming out of the woodworks to the point where within uh, a 20-day time frame, they had 450 injured and three dead. What? Just from the scorpion bites. How many? 450 injured and three dead just from the scorpions. The snakes weren't as prevalent as far as biting people, but they did have more injuries with those. But just from scorpions, 450 injured and three people dead. That's like biblical shit. No shit. Because of the where it's at, obviously. And, and then course. being scorpions and serpents. Yeah. And have you ever been stung by a scorpion? Nope. I have. And it sucks. I mean, it fucking hurts. Nope. I have not. And and I'm sure the scorpion I got hit by is nothing compared to the scorpions they have well, there. Well, those, the vi- those are venom- like venomous to the point where they're having to give anti-venom. And like I said, three of them, they, it was too late and they had died. So 450, most of them hospitalized because they needed anti-venom is what the r- report said. That's Mark, Mark with a K says they died of the Rona. No. <laughs> no. And-, and Mark with a C says, eat them little fuckers. <laughs> Blowtorch. <laughs> oh! I have a blood church story. He, he says they taste like chicken. Do they though? It was crazy. I, I actually read that article. I, I, I saw <laughs> Did the, you? I Did didn't you? read the whole article. Oh, okay. I was like, I read part of it. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do this one. I don't know why. It, it might have been just different sources. Maybe. And the peer, person I read from. So I'm going to do a feel good one. Um, awesome. I love you went, you went from people dying. I'm going to go to a feel good one. So <laughs> we're halfway in here. We're cool. We're fine. Uh, You're going to run out of stories, though. No, 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 no. Are you sure? So I actually want to read this one almost verbatim. I might skip a little things here and there, but just because 
of how cool this story is. Okay. Um, a man using his metal detector in the woods around Prague uh, reunited a Colorado man with a silver bracelet and other items stolen while serving in World War II. I have a segue. So, yeah. So in 2021, some guy found shit that was stolen in World War II and re reunited it with the person it was stolen from. I'm going to continue going, but I just wanted to reiterate, like, that's crazy. The heaviness of that is just crazy. Um, I'm not going to attempt to say this check dude's name, Good. but he's uh, a journalist and history enthusiast. Was using his metal detector in the Prague area woods when he found a stash of items, including a silver bracelet, a silver or a service ribbon with a bronze star, a U.S. Army lapel pin, and a Swiss coin. Cool. Um, the bracelet was engraved with the name Joe Escobel on one side and his wife's name on the other. Um, the journalist posted uh, photos of the item on a Facebook page. I'm going to skip the next three paragraphs because it's just going back and forth about how it went from being That's posted cool. on Facebook to it actually being the 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 original owner being found. Um, Escobel was shocked when he to learn his property had been found 76 years after the items had been uh, stolen. And uh, he was an army staff sergeant in World War II. He was more surprised uh, than anything else. Um, the only sad part of this is is I mentioned earlier how his name was on one side of the bracelet and his wife's name was on the other. They were married their entire lives from World War II. She passed away two years before the items were found and returned. Oh. So she didn't get to see it, but they were married until she passed away. That's um, sweet. But the children and grandchildren got to be there for this whole thing. So it was they, they made a big event out of it, which I would too. I mean, that's just... Even though it's nothing historically significant, just finding something like that almost a hundred years later, yeah, finding the original owner and getting it to him is just is so the, cool. the odds are just astronomical that yeah. that could even happen. That is so freaking cool. I have one. It's not as impressive time wise as yours, but I have another one of those like lost in time and found. So there was this guy. He couldn't afford it. He bought a letterman jacket. Like he ordered a letterman jacket his senior year of high school. Everything, his name on it, every activity he was in, all of that, ordered it. And then his mom said, like, came to him and said, you know, your dad lost his job. We can't afford the letterman. So we can't get it for you. And he was like, okay, I understand. 28 years later, the guy's brother was in a thrift store in the town he had moved away to. He moved away to this town in a thrift store, saw a letterman. It had his brother's name on it. Every ex said it was his fucking letterman. Brand spanking new, still covered for $2. What? For $2. So the guy bought it, shipped it to his brother, and his brother was like 20 freaking eight years later. This guy's like 46 years old, ordered it when he was 18, got his letterman for $2. Man, I lost my Letterman like <laughs> three or four years after high school in a move. My, my dad lost his. I don't even know where mine is. I'm pro, my parents might have sold it. I don't know. I don't know where mine is. My dad lost his. We got his, We got him a Letterman. Or I don't even know if he lost it or never got one, but we got him a Letterman when I was like in high school or something. So, so yeah, 28 years later, That's found some... it at a thrift store, not even in the town they grew up in. And bought it for two bucks and sent it to his brother. It was his letterman. Had his name on it and everything. 
Um, That's so cool. I had something similar happen to me where one of the very first electric guitars I ever bought and I financed it off this dude. I was working at Radio Shack at like 16 years old and this guy financed it to me. He knew the owner of the company. <clears throat> Gorgeous guitar. Way, way more guitar than, than what my talent or experience could really handle. Um, <laughs> well, at least you're honest about it. And I ended up selling that guitar um, when I was in the military. When I was in San Antonio. And fast forward... Uh, I don't know, six or seven years. I go to a pawn shop in Denton, Texas, just to go look around. And Denton is a good, at least six hours from San Antonio. Yeah. It's a college town. So there's 47,000 pawn shops there. And the pawn shop I walked into to check out that guitar was in there for sale. And I knew it was that one because I knew some of the chips in the finish and I knew some of the scratches because the I did them. Yeah. And I was pissed it was off new that they happened. Bought it, yeah. So uh it was just real crazy to see it. And then I saw the price tag on it and, I, and I'm like, well, they can go fuck themselves. So uh JD and I were actually talking about this story the other day. So we had a boxer. When we moved up to Tyler, Texas, where I went to college, her name was Mia, right? It was Mia. Yeah. So um, we got a, a place guy. together. We were not going to move in together until we got married. Well, we couldn't afford to keep paying rent at two places. <laughs> so we decided to move in together we before in we sin. got married. Yeah, we lived in sin. Suck it, Jesus. <laughs> just kidding. Whoa. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, so we moved in together. <laughs> Mia was in our backyard. I went off to college for you know for the day and jd went off to work we came home she was gone someone stole her out of our backyard years later uh she was being used as a service dog in one of the hospitals i was working at it was a therapy dog as for, a therapy for a company for pet that did therapy that. Mm -hmm. yeah. they bought her at a flea market so whoever stole her from us was selling her at a flea market and made it clear that if they didn't sell her at the flea market that they were going to put her put her well, down so the girl felt sorry for her, took her in. An old lady bought, took her in. Well, the old lady couldn't take care of her, so she donated it to pet therapy. And then I, we wound up seeing her again. So the thing, really cool. the thing, and it wasn't just our dog that was sold at the flea market. Um, and and to put some perspective in it, it's not just any flea market. It was the Canton flea market, and Canton, Texas, has the largest flea market in the world, or not in the world, but the the U.S. Um, like it is the largest flea market in the U.S. It's, it's renowned. Like there's not just bullshit to get sold there. So a lot of there was this ring of people that would go and steal dogs that were or looked um, full bred, full bred mm -hmm. and made sell fake, them. fake AKC or CKC papers for yeah. them and sell them as registered dogs at full price. Like, okay, this is a great stunning dog. You know, here's give me twelve hundred bucks. Or she's gonna make great litters. Look at this lineage she has. Give me twelve hundred bucks. You know, just so fuck you, thieves. But we, but I was just I was really glad that she ended up. We saw in her and we knew it was her. Obviously, um, they asked if we wanted her back, and we said no. She she was in a great home. There was, was no a, reason, and had a great mission in life. Like we can't compete with that. She's helping people feel better. But when Cat so. got her for me, she was being used as a bait dog for um. She was for for a a fighting dog fighter dog fighters yeah. guy. Mm -hmm. So yes. Cat rescued her from that, 
and got her for me. And then she was stolen from me. And then she, it's like, yeah, she was stolen. Have, have you seen those TV shows? Stolen? Yeah, have you seen those TV shows where somebody starts with like a paperclip and trades it's it like, up into like a house? It's like Taken Four. It's like, dude, your your daughter keeps getting abducted. You're really bad at your job as a dad. I'm just saying. No, it's like it's like those trade up things where you start with a paperclip and you trade it and Got you get it. something better and then you trade yeah, it. It's so on the her office. life was Have just kept getting traded up. Yeah, fine. Anyway, it's your turn. Is it my turn? Yeah. All right. He did that on the office, by the way. He traded, 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 traded. So this is just a real quick one, and uh, just because I think it's funny. But uh, a Maryland home was accidentally burnt to the ground after an owner was trying to get rid of a snake infestation. I have one like that. Well, not snake, but go ahead. So, so basically, I'm going to paraphrase this entire article. is from the AP News. This lady or this dude was trying to get rid of snakes that had invested the house. It, it never went into what kind of snakes. I don't know, but all snakes are shit snakes. Uh, <laughs> but he was using coals to try and smoke them out, like maybe thinking they were like bees or something. I don't fucking know what his mentality know. was. So it wasn't like he, he actually like went and deliberately caught the house on fire. He was trying to quote unquote strategically place the coals. And I guess he put the coals too close to uh, to the drapes and stuff and it caught them <laughs> on fire. And it caught the whole house on fire, causing more than a million dollars in damage. This is about a half hour from Washington, D.C. So that everything. So a million dollars worth of damage there is probably like a two bed. Yeah. 750 square foot house. <laughs> so believe it or not, I, I have a similar story. What's that? So this uh, 40 year old moved back in with his mom. He decides to help her out and get rid of the cobwebs in his brain. The best way to get rid of cobs cobwebs is the blowtorch. Yeah. He said it. <laughs> so he went. I agree. So he went into the crawl spaces of the house using a blowtorch to get rid of cobwebs, caught his mother's house on fire, caused a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage, got arrested for arson. He was, I guess, had like a past, a criminal past. He also had meth on him. <laughs> So he also got a possession was this in Florida? charge. It was in Colorado. Uh, it sounds like a Florida story. So his mom was interviewed like, well, what do you think about this? And she's like, well, God, well, God bless him. He was really just trying to help me out. <laughs> like She just was poor dear was like, well, my poor meth head son was just trying to help me so, out by using a blowtorch to get rid of cobwebs. <laughs> edit, edit to that story. It wasn't a blowtorch. It was his crack lighter. No, it was a blowtorch. <laughs> But she like was like, oh, he was trying to help me, and like didn't wasn't even mad about the fact that her house basically burned to the ground. So, but he called the cop. He that's the thing. He set the house on fire. He spent a good time trying to put it out himself. Realized it was beyond what he could do. I guess waited too long. Called the cops. Like called nine one one. And by the time they got there, it was all but completely burned to the ground because he tried himself and yeah poor guy your turn so i want to get into this story um there are a lot of political undertones uh yeah might as well Ooh, whoa that's whoa that's uh it came out faster than i thought it was gonna that's what she said <laughs> uh, there, there are a lot of uh political undertones in this story i don't want to get in the politics of this if you agree or disagree with the politics i don't give a fuck um I just love the uh, 
ingenuity and determination of the subject of this news story. Um, this is in Milan, Italy. And with COVID and everything like that, Italy is one of the countries that's like going way crazy with the uh, uh, trying to keep the spread of, of the coronavirus from happening. So their their lockdowns, their their mandates are, are way more than what we have here in America. And um, to the point to even to the grocery store right now, you need a super pass, which is you know, a, a certified passing that you've had the vaccinations, the boosters, everything like that. Okay. Even just to go to the store. Ooh. So, um, you'd be fucked. Oh yeah. I would be yeah, you fucked. Would. You'd be I'd be fucked. doing some fucking hunger game shit. <laughs> fuck that vaccine, but we're not getting into politics here. Um, so, but it, there's this dentist faces criminal charges after trying to receive a coronavirus vaccine in a fake arm made of silicone. Whoa. So basically they have these, they have these assembly line style clinics set up to where people just get in line, walk through. And that means if he shots. got busted, there's probably dozens, maybe hundreds in that country that got away with it first. You know but, what I mean? And this is a dentist, so he should know his anatomy and how it should feel and all this crazy, you know. Yeah. So I guess the uh, the nurse caught it because she uh, grabbed it, grabbed the fake arm and felt that it was cold. Uh-huh. Gummy. Uh, the coloring was wrong. So basically, he just did a shitty fucking job. But he's being processed you, with. Dude, go get one of those fists from the <laughs> dirty stores. The fist of destiny. <laughs> and it's all wiggling around. It's like, I need my shot here. <laughs> so, but when she had grabbed his, his forearm, she initially thought that the uh, dentist was an amputee and went to go push his sleeve up to go and just I think that was kind of where his mindset was is how that's how he's going to try and play it off um, but she lifted the shirt all the way up and saw it was just a silicone arm kind of like with his arm sticking inside of his shirt like across like this like when you're trying to oh my pretend God. like your Monty Python I did that when I was like eight yeah and then he had the, the, the prosthetic arm or the fake arm sticking outside yeah but he's being charged with uh, felony fraud Oh my god! Like it is, it's crazy. Um, that's nuts. Well, there was Damn. something else he was going to get charged with. <laughs> yes, Mark, I'm talking about the dildo arm. Thank you, Mark. Yes, that's yep, the fist of destiny. The fist of destiny. <laughs> but and the other Mark, had, Mark with the K said, "It is but a scratch." Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Mark with the K knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but he had already been suspended from work. Because he refused to get vaccinated. And in Italy, they're mandated to, if you're going to work, you have to have the vaccine. Well, and they're trying to get that way here. Yeah, they can go fuck themselves. But we're not getting political. Your then turn. Stop saying that. We're not getting, getting political, but uh, fuck Joe Biden. Mm. All right. Go. Oh, dude, you're going to get some nasty uh, messages. We should have been canceled a long time ago. So <laughs> we're going to okay. get sucked. So... <laughs> I have no idea if anyone on here has heard about it, but I know at work they were talking about this German shepherd who owns this, who's like a millionaire, billionaire, whatever, who owns this mansion in Florida that was being sold. Well, this mansion in Florida was once owned by Madonna. I don't know if any of y'all have seen this in like magazines on uh, yahoo.com, whatever. So I remember reading this story weeks ago. 
about this German shepherd who was left all of this money and um, his caregivers decided that he didn't like the mansion anymore. So they were going to sell it and buy him like a bigger one somewhere else. And this is in Florida. This mansion was owned by Madonna at one point. So the prices, of course, jacked up because of that. So I found out the the German shepherd story is not true. What? But this is the thing. The reason this story is out is because this has been a running joke for like a hundred years or something. So there's this company called Gunther Incorporated. Um, it's a pharmaceutical company owned by like an Italian dude um, that's been passed on. So this Italian family has owned this pharmaceutical company, but it's called Gunther Incorporated, but no one in their family is named Gunther. So they created this story, this joke, really, of it being named for the German shepherd that they left all their money to. So every time they buy a house or anything, it's all for Gunther, the German shepherd. So it's this big stinking running joke. So anytime this like Italian dude had a party, he would tell people that he was the caregiver for the German shepherd named Gunther who owned the mansion. And people thought he was serious because this joke has been going on for generations in their family. So now it's like this thing and everyone thought it was real. A German shepherd owns that mansion and they're selling it. So, but apparently this isn't the first time that this has been reported in the news that it was a German shepherd and it was the same fucking family. All right. So we have German shepherds. It's really funny. We're going to have to do that when we sell this house down the road. <laughs> We're the German shepherds caregivers. They're yeah. the ones that own the house. Yeah. It yeah. was eccentric, uh, middle-class lady left. But it was just a running joke in their family and people took it seriously to the point where it was in like USA Today, Yahoo.com, all of this thing. All of these big freaking news broadcasts were, were talking about this German shepherd millionaire who owns this mansion who's selling it in Florida. And it wasn't, it's not, it was a joke the whole stupid time. But it's real funny. So I, I've got another story from the... Uh, AP news. And um there's a lot of a lot of you, stories today you got with all theft. your stories from them. I didn't get all of them. I got a few from them, but I'm gonna it, it's only like four paragraphs, so I'm gonna read it verbatim. No because the last paragraph is just gold. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, jab or job, become an entrepreneur. Hmm? Jab, like the vaccine or job. Oh the no. Uh FYI, I live about 20 minutes from Jumbalair. Jumbalair, the estate where John Travolta used to live with his plans. Cool. Uh, would the German Shepherd pay a lower tax rate? If it is, I'm leaving everything to fucking Sadie. And I yeah. will be her caregiver. I, know, Sa I will tell younger. you that. Sable's younger. That's true. Mm -hmm. Sable's got a, a lot more years than her than Sadie does. All right, so this this story takes place in uh, Berlin. That's in Germany. Oh, got it. Thanks. <laughs> so Rude. German police are looking for witnesses after burglars broke through the wall of a toy store to <laughs> steal dozens of Lego sets. <clears throat> police say Tuesday that the theft took place over the weekend in the western town of Lipstadt. The burglars left about 100 empty cardboard boxes behind German news agency DPA reports. Whoops. The last paragraph is gold. Okay, super. Give it to me. It wasn't immediately clear whether the burglars had taken the instruction books. You dumb fucks. 
You know what? Breaking a toy store. Okay. Just stealing Lego sets. Okay. Leaving the instruction books. You idiots. You know what you're going to have? Landmines. Come into my house. You want Legos? Take as many as you want, you bastards. I won't even press charges. Oh, man. Legos turn into a... Uh... They turn into fucking tiny razor blades oh, after after needles dusk. Yeah. in your feet. They're oh, they're so bad. So, but yeah, okay. but like, why would you? Why would you even take them out? Like, oh, you're breaking into a place. So, anytime you're breaking into into somewhere, you would think that something <laughs> is time sensitive. Oh, why would you take all the Legos God. out of the box? I don't know. They're fucking retarded. God, so fucking, much. So that's much why y'all. That's why they lost World War Two. And World War One. Stop. Man, he's got nothing but fucking shit tonight. You need to get some sleep, man. I do no, need mm, some fucking sleep. I've had like 15 hours in the last four days. I'm tired. All right, all right, all right. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm going to take you to Canada. That's let's, right. Let's go to Northern, Canada. Northern relatives. Yeah, there we go. So in Canada, it kind of ran out of maple syrup. <laughs> so... Wait. Did I hear that right? So this is the thing. Canada ran out of maple syrup. Listen, so uh, 70% of the world's supply of maple syrup is from Canada. There was a 21% increase in the supply bought of maple syrup. I don't know if everyone's at home for because of COVID or whatever. Well, they weren't producing as much because the crops weren't great this year and because of COVID and everything. They had to tap into their reserves. Did you know they had reserves in Canada of maple syrup? I had no idea. Do you but, wanna, how much? But you, that totally makes sense that, that Canada has how, reserves. How much do you think maple. their reserve is? Like how many gallons do okay, you think okay. there are? Do I get to guess? Yeah, guess, guess. Everybody guess. Put it in the comments. I'm the, gonna the, measure, the measurement's in gallons? Uh, I'm going to put, yes, it's in gallons. Uh -huh. so no, if, no, I'm sorry. It's in pounds. It's in pounds. My bad. Okay. Metric pounds? Pounds. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> pounds. <laughs> Metric pounds. Pounds. Put it in pounds, Mark. Pounds. How many okay, pounds so. do you think they have in their reserve? Because I'll tell you this. They had to use half of their reserve to fill the orders. I would say 50 million pounds. Total? 25 tons, yeah. 50 million pounds 20, total. Anybody else have a guess besides Mark who put it in barrels like it's whiskey? Or, or oil. Or oil. I went whiskey. <laughs> Two million, Mark says. Anybody else? Going? Going. 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 Gone. JD. Oh, we got another one. 17 million pounds. JD, 50 million pounds was how much they used. That's Holy half, shit. half of their reserve. They had a hundred million pounds of maple syrup in their reserve. So, so let's reverse engineer that just a little bit. So if water weighs 8.3 pounds per gallon. Yes. We'll figure with the viscosity and density of of syrup, it probably weighs closer to eleven or twelve pounds per gallon. We'll so just say I know, we'll say ten that. to keep it nice round number. We'll just say ten pounds per gallon. I'm I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the math. And if it's a hundred million a hundred million divided by eight point three per gallon, right? That is twelve million gallons. And 
12 million gallons of maple syrup in their reserve. So they used half of their reserve to fill the orders for this year because there was a 21, 21% increase in sales this year, which they said was apparently unprecedented to them. They did not anticipate that large, but they had a bad, bad, like they had a bad year with develop with getting the syrup because they didn't have as much rain. Their weather was not up, you know, appropriate for maple syrup production. So Okay. Uh, if they have a hundred million pounds in, in reserves, reserves, yes. Uh before the shortage. Yes. Why the fuck is legit maple syrup so fucking expensive then? I don't know. Because r- real maple syrup is awesome. Like I'll take that over uh is it even Mrs. Butterworth's anymore? Or they changed the name. They have Mrs. Butterworth because we we solved world peace with uh, changing the label. No, no, no. It's Mrs. Butterworth. It's just not shaped like a a a, a black woman anymore. Yep, we solved world hunger with that. She was a businesswoman. How dare you, Uncle Ben? Uncle Ben owned his own fucking business. You should have been proud of him. Stupid. I miss Uncle Ben. Yep, that's why we go with Hill Country Fair. Great value. Yeah, cause fuck y'all. Minute but seriously, like is. like maple syrup is fucking expensive, and it it's just like now that I know they had a hundred million pounds in, in fucking reserve. reserves. Yeah, fuck you, Canada. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> let's see here. Which which news? So story JD, am I going you on were the next? closest. You win. Yay. Yeah. What do I win? Um, you win making me another daiquiri when this show is done. We're out. No, no, no. You're gonna make me more. We're was out. I not, was I not clear on that? No, no. Clear as mud. You're making me more. All right. So does everybody remember the awesome exploits of President Warren G. Harding? Who? Exactly. President of America? (laughs) Yeah. 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 This guy was actually president of the U.S. at one point. Warren G. Harding. Google him because I had to. (laughs) But I guess there's a there's a reward for um, a long lost dog collar that was his. I'm out. I mean, it wasn't his. It's not like he oh, was like a. Never su- mind. I'm out. It's not like he was like a sub in some BDSM. I'm out. I'm shit, out. That, that's exactly. It was. It was his dogs. That's but- not. That's not as fun. You should have just left it. At, it was his dog collar, and I would have been like, "Good for you." Like honestly, the only way that I even know what century that he served in was through process of elimination. Like, who the fuck is Harding? What does he? What did he do in his life? I don't know. No, or we've used all the maple syrup. <laughs> no, are you kidding? My parents asked, you still have maple syrup from Vermont? That was gone probably week one. Oh, yeah, that's gone. Long gone. It was liquid gold. It was amazing. Like, I am not a sugar person and I can't be. Oh, my God. I have flipped this straw out three times There's now. whipped cream all over the tablecloth now. But so with, with Warren G. Harding's having s- such a, a profound legacy. Does he? No, <laughs> I'm like who the the, fuck the, is he? the the reward for oh, the lost right. president. The the reward for the lost dog collar is um thousand bucks. So Fine. Was, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> but the fact that this was a fucking three fuck page you, story. President Harding, 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 right? <laughs> I don't even fucking know. It was a three page article about the fucking thing, though. Three pages of a president no one knows about. Yeah, it was. You know what? Two of the pages were explaining who the fuck he was. <laughs> it was only one page about his fucking dog collar. Love you. Not really. 
All right. So, ready? Yeah. yeah was, I'm going back to New Hampshire. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. So the reindeer place. <laughs> yeah. So back to New Hampshire. This is a recent story. Um, on December 2nd, uh, a woman was arrested. Her mother died in May. And um, she didn't tell anyone. And she kept collecting her mom's social security checks. So the cops went to her house for a wellness check because uh, some of her mom's friends said that um, they hadn't seen her in a few months. So the cops went. No one was home. They came back the next day. The woman wouldn't let the cops in, said her mother's fine. She's resting. Wouldn't let them in. They had to get a warrant. They went in and the body had the woman had been dead for seven months. Seven months died before Memorial Day to put it in perspective. Died before Memorial Day. Seven months she kept her mother's dead body in a bathroom in the back of her house so that she could keep collecting her social security checks. So not only is this woman like arrested for that, but then she's also got, you know, fraud and all of that on top of it. So Oh yeah, all, all kinds of white collar. Good for you, crimes. New Hampshire. You're edging out Florida and fucking stupid. That's ass another people. New Hampshire story. Another New Hampshire story. The fuck. But Mark with the case says uh, I was going to say the exact same thing that uh um that happens a lot more than the news reports it. Probably, um, but it was the fact that she had a body seven months. I think was the thing, but maybe that's not. No, but long. that that yeah. like the entire like the repetition of all the details of that story. It's really sad. It's uh, I've heard those stories going back decades. Oh. <laughs> and Mark asked, "Did she vote for Joe?" <laughs> <laughs> then he goes, "Her mom, I mean." <laughs> they both did. No, I don't know. Twice. <laughs> Stop. What was it at the turn of the city when uh, uh, the real twisted Carnegie Hall and, and everything in New York was going on? You know, in this island coming in where all all the immigrants come through there. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they they would tell them vote early and vote often. Oh, you meant that they would vote? Yeah, turn frequent this, like the same person would vote over and over. Is yeah, that what you mean? so so you got some some spud eating Mick right off the fucking boat. I can say that because I'm of Irish descent. Oh, you can't say that. That hasn't stopped you. You've insulted almost every nationality tonight. Thank you. Hey, I'm cool with that. And he but, was worried <laughs> about me drinking this. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, they would, uh, uh, the, the mix would get off the boat. The mix. And there would be some local election going on or state election. And being on the boat, these guys would have the big burly beards and, Whatever, so they would go in and sounds, vote. Sounds hot. Vote with the beard. I'll have two. Get escorted, politely escorted <laughs> to the barbershop and then have their hair cleaned up and their beard trimmed off, but leave the mustache and then they go vote again. Please don't do the air quotes because you're like, yes, I pulled out. What does that mean? And then, uh, then they would get escorted back to the <laughs> to the barber and, and they would get their mustache shaved <laughs> off and they'd vote for a third time. So there was there was times where the same dude would vote four, five, six, seven times in election to where there were there were three to four times more <laughs> votes than there were voters. Mick Tierney, it was actually O Tierney, Mark. It was O Tierney thank at one you. point. And then my parents said, <sighs> "Equal opportunity." <laughs> well, I'm out of news stories. What do you got? You have any? Do you have any three. other ones that you really want to bring up? I have three, and I'm going to do rapid fire. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Number one, a guy in Michigan 
bought a house two years ago with his wife. When they did the inspection, they said that the stairs in the back of the house were a little wonky and that it had to be pulled out. So the guy finally gets around to it. He finds 160 bowling balls underneath the stairs. And then as he pulls them up, he's like, there's more. It goes under my foundation. Turns out that the Brunswick uh, production plant was in that town. And the Brunswick uh, plant, he contacted them thinking maybe that's where their plant was or whatever. And they were like, our plant wasn't there. Someone took them from the plant and hid them underneath the fucking house. The great bowling ball heist of 1908. And he said, I've removed 160 so far. Underneath that layer is another layer probably of just as much, if not more. And then I can see them going underneath the foundation of the house. Holy shit. So he's thinking hundreds of bowling balls from Brunswick are underneath his house. He said some of them are perfect some of them are broken they're damaged so they were they look like prototypes so yeah so far he's pulled out 150 he said you can follow his escapades on facebook under the bowling ball guy wow wish i was kidding that's what he is hey real quick hey tanner i see your comments up there i appreciate you tuning in uh take care it was great seeing you last night at the uh the the christmas concert who tanner repka his daughter his daughter is is nolan's girlfriend Oh. Yes, our six-year-old has has a girlfriend. Next story. <laughs> so there was a bank teller who uh, walked out at the end of the day on a Friday, July 11th, with $215,000 in 1969, and he was just apprehended. Oh my goodness. I just, he's like the, he's like the Midwest years ago. And it was like the he's most like, infamous uh, bank heist of all times. He literally put it in a bag, walked out. He's a bank teller there at the bank, walks out with it. No one's the wiser. They don't count the money until Monday and realize, oh shit, he had a two day head start 52 years later. He's like, he's like the Midwest DB Cooper. Yeah. So uh, it was in Cleveland where it happened. I can't remember where they found him, but 52 years, they finally found him. And um, $215,000 um, with whatever you call it, um, um, currency, what? Um, inflation. Inflation, thank you. Uh, would be $1.7 million today. Uh, funny story though. He, Bankrupt. He had filed for bankruptcy twice by the time they found him. Fun. Now that could be that could be one of two scenarios: either A, he was fucking horrible with money, or or B, bad investments. You think? No. Oh, he knows how to manipulate the system because oh. uh-huh. there are people that do file for bankruptcy. True. To to mitigate liabilities, but still keep as many assets All as right. they can. Look. You can't get away with what they could get away with in 1969. You can't. You can't just create a new identity. You need a social security number. You need photo ID. You need all this stupid fucking crap that requires a, that creates this electrical timeline of your whole fucking life. You can't just do that now. In 1969, yeah, this 23-year-old kid walked out of a bank and started a new fucking life. Good for you. Yeah, 69 was was a bad year. And my last so story, speaking of shitty, 
apparently the toilet broke on the SpaceX uh, ship. And so they had to cut their trip short and the crew had to use diapers on the way back. And they asked the captain about it. And she said it was suboptimal conditions. That's all she said. It was suboptimal. I had to shit in a diaper. It was suboptimal. It's squidgy. I shall give it three stars. <laughs> like, <what the laughs> Two fuck? stars would not recommend. <laughs> so yeah, the the toilet broke. I guess caused a leak and they had fixed it at one point. Thinking they got it taken care of. Had to test it to make sure that the leak that happened underneath wasn't going to like corrode anything or cause long-term damage to the ship. They decided, no, it's fine. They fixed it. We're great. They went back up. <clears throat> it rebroke. And it caused a massive leak underneath, which they got stopped and they got cleaned up and it did not compromise the hull, but they do have to come back because they're living in diapers. Well, there was an article I read the other day so um, and I didn't even think about doing it for, for tonight's show, but um, oh. it was, it's, it's dealing with money and theft and being shitty. So your last two hey. articles... Hey. <laughs> so um Joel Olstein's church oh, well. had to call in plumbers for some for some plumbing issues they were having. And if you don't know, several years ago there was six hundred thousand dollars that came um went missing unaccounted for. Um, I'm not gonna point any fingers. Accounted for. But uh the plumber noticed that there was a toilet that was extremely loose to the wall, pulled the toilet out. And tiles, um, tiles, tiles, mm -hmm. and envelopes upon envelopes of cash and checks fill flew out of the wall. Yes, found so, in the wall, cash, lots of it. So Joel Osteen, you know the same guy that closed the church doors when uh, people were trying to find the a place. The same guy to escape. who renamed his church after himself. If that's not blasphemy, I don't know what is. You know. But. I love me some God and I love me some Jesus. I'm a very, very flawed Christian. Like, yeah, very flawed. Yeah. But I definitely believe in, in God and Jesus and, and, and their powers. But, and I believe that there are a lot of great pastors, priests, you know, things out there, but the ones like that guy, yeah, that guy right there, I hope he gets raped by Adolf oh Hitler in hell. Oh my gosh, duh. Eternity. Had, so I've had my just kids praise on people. I've had my kids say, hmm, you know, if you could just walk out of a bank with a million dollars, would you do it? No. Why? Because it's not worth going to hell over. Joel Osteen, if you were the one that took it, and I don't know if you are or not, it could have been someone in your on your administration who the fuck knows who thought to hide it in the freaking wall of a bathroom. I don't know. But whoever it was, I really hope it was worth going to hell over. Like, I really do. You just stole from a church, man. Like, that's pretty low. That's like the people that break into people's cars in the church parking lots. Special place in hell for you little bastards. Like, and um, I hope you have fun there. Or there's there's a scam where um, if you have a death in the family, and most deaths in the family, you get the obituary in the in the local newspaper. News, <gasps> That's true. The, uh, the, and We've the, heard about the, this. It happened. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, the local obituary usually has who, who you're survived by. So, you know, person X passed away, survived by um, brothers and sisters, uncles, yeah. three children, blah, 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 blah. Well, 
my brother passed away in 2013. Um, not getting into the details of that, but he passed away. And his obituary was, you know, survived by his parents' names, siblings' names, nieces, uh, nephews' it's names. It's pronounced Olstein. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it was, I guess it was about three or four months after my brother passed away, and my grandmother got a call. Yep. And it was somebody pretending to be me. From jail. <coughs> Let me tell a story. Speed it up, man. Calm your shit. No, thanks. That doesn't sound like fun. Yeah. But I appreciate but, it. But yeah, there was somebody pretending to be me in jail, needing bail, needing, I can't remember what it was. It was like three or $5,000. Like I need this much to get out of jail. Um, she questioned the voice and the person said that it, there, um, the person had a cold or some shit like that. So that's Whatever. why. And um, so she calls my mom and my mom's like, uh, well, what the fuck did JD do this time? <laughs> my mom calls me asking me why I'm calling grandma for bail. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I am. I, I, and when my mom called and I was still like, I was still like a two, two pack a day smoker at that time. And I was sitting on the front porch having a cigarette at home. Yep. With me. And I had a call and it was like, what are you, I'm fucking on my porch right now, smoking a cigarette. And it was somebody that, that read the obituary Got enough details to be able to try and scam my mom, and my grandma. It said, "I'm calling you because I can't call Kathy, his sister, yeah. not me." They're in, in no way under God's green earth would JD say, "I can't call Kathy." In fact, if anyone would bail him out, it would be her. I might not. I might leave his fucking ass to rot just to prove a point. She would, but I mean, because you didn't use me as your alibi and whatever. But like, yeah, no. The fact that they said Kathy and not me. And I was like, mm, that is an ad. Yeah, so no, there's no way he would say, I can't call Kathy. She'll be mad or disappointed. No, there's no way. Kathy, Kathy, yeah, she'd be, of course she'd be disappointed, but she'd still bail him out. But yeah, so I had to call my grandma and have a very uncomfortable. Don't ruin that. That's my gift card. I, I, I had to call my grandma and have a very awkward conversation about how she thought you were don't a fuck up anyway. Out. Oh, yeah. She I, thought it was a fuck up. I am the black sheep. I don't know. If she was going to bail you out. I, I know, like, I seem like a nice, upstanding person. Do you? All the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even lie anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I'd be like, you know, Grandma, I don't need bail money. That was not me. You need, uh, If I ever do call you for bail money, I want you to say these three words. Go fuck yourself. And then hang up. <laughs> Because uh -huh. I'm never calling Can you I for bail money, thing? Grandma. Can I do the same thing? No. Motherfucker, why does she get off the hook? That's me. Aren't you my ride or die, bitch? Yeah, and I better be right in the fucking jail cell with you or not, in, or you better not be involved at all. Stupid ass. <laughs> well, with all that being said, it is time for us to start wrapping it up for tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, remember, you can check out all of our old episodes on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Um, we'll be working soon on getting all the old episodes up uploaded to uh, YouTube. Don't forget to uh, go to our YouTube channel of South Paws Tales of the Barstool. Uh, thank you to all of our sponsors, especially 5 by 5 Brewing. Thank you to uh, Knucklehead Media for enduring this bullshit and having to do all the post-production for the audio and video. Um, thank you, wife, for being there. Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, you. 
So y'all uh, be safe. Um, the holiday seasons are coming up. There's going to be Christmas parties um, going on. Please be safe. Please, oh, please, 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 please be safe. We are pre-recording next week, so it will not be live, but it will be on Tuesday at 8 p.m., just like normal, back to our normally scheduled yeah. programming. It just won't be live. Please go ahead and comment, and we will hopefully be available to comment back on your comments, but um, because we work, that's how yep. it works. Having to having to earn that fucking paper. Yeah, Bullshit. unless we can get some sponsors to like retire us from our nine to fivers. Yeah. We yeah. Go Do work. we have any sponsors that just want to pay us like a million dollars an episode, like some friends bullshit? Yeah, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll reluctantly quit our jobs and just do this full time. Yeah. We'll even do it twice a week instead of once a week if you give us a million bucks. Hey, a million dollars an episode, I'll do it daily. Right? It's true. <laughs> so y'all be safe. Thanks again for uh, joining us. Make sure you invite all your friends to Southpaw's Tilt from Barstool Facebook page. Like, share, do all that bullshit that the YouTubers tell you you're supposed smash to do. Smash that button. Smash that like button. No, he said smash. Smash. So y'all take care. Love yeah, you guys. We'll talk to you later. Sometimes he said smash. <laughs> all, all right. right. Good night, good everybody. Good night, everybody. Bye.